0: First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg, entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Joan Hamburg Show. And we have been following the career of a Democratic national committeeman and um, partner of ZE Creative Communications, Robert Zimmerman, over this very hectic, Crazy year, if you remember, Robert ran against George Santos, who, you don't need me to tell you, this guy lies about everything. In fact, I wonder how he gets through life, because he's not real. Everything in his world, he has invented, whether it's school, his parents, you name it, everything has been unreal. So I've been very curious to talk to Robert with all the crazy stuff going on, not only elections where some of the candidates are so questionable, but everything, balloons flying in the air, (laughs) horrible people running for public office. It's all there, train wrecks, transportation wrecks that are horrible all over the place. So, Robert Zimmerman, as someone who has been involved politically on and off for a very long time, was there any lesson to learn from the latest race? You've certainly had a big adventure.
0: Well, you know, there, out of this travesty that has, and this fraud and crime that's been perpetrated on the people of our congressional district, the 3rd District, Nassau and Queens, and a crime that's been perpetrated on the state of New York uh, by having uh, this individual, George Santos, emerge in Congress. Out of this travesty, there's a, a lot of lessons that can be learned, and I think that's so important. First and foremost to me is the urgency of everyone investing in local media, standing up and supporting local media, whether it's your weekly newspapers, your daily newspapers, your local radio and TV stations, because they're the front lines in our democracy. They're the front lines of our defense of our democracy. We tried to sound the alarm on many of the issues about George Santos. We didn't have all of it. You know, a local congressional campaign can't send a crew to Brazil to look into his background or hire a genealogist. But there were many questions and many important issues we tried to raise. In fact, there were many lies that we exposed. But the reality is because our media, our, 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 our big media markets, are so short-staffed and there's so many races for them to cover, the marquee races get attention and the local races don't get attention. Uh, and so our local media, Blank Slate Media, uh, certainly uh, North Shore leader and Newsday, raised a number of these issues, but they were not picked up by a larger market. So to me, I think the stronger our local media is, the stronger our front lines of defense are in holding our elected officials and our candidates accountable. That's the most, that's the, I think a very important lesson to be learned because even when we raise these issues and try to get the media to dig in deeper, uh, the larger media just frankly said they didn't have the personnel, the money or the staff to do it. And so that's why I think it's a very important lesson. I think another important lesson to be learned is the urgency of everyone to vote for the individual. And I'm a proud Democrat, but I don't believe we should be just voting party lines. Uh, We had a Republican landslide in New York State. That cost us four congressional districts, mm-hmm. including the one I was running in and many state legislative races. A lot of folks went to the booth and didn't even know who was running for the, low, you know, the, the, the top of the ticket, uh, but below the top of the ticket. So I think it's very important that people look at the candidates individually and ask questions. And I hope we go back to that time pre-COVID where we had civic groups having candidates nights and we had forums and debates constantly taking place. Because the more public scrutiny, the stronger our democratic process is. And frankly, in the race I was in, my opponent, George Santos, his strategy was to avoid the editorial boards. wouldn't appear in front of editorial boards. He debated me twice and refused to show up for any more debates. And in fact, his whole strategy was to work the Republican base and ironically try to be the law and order candidate. Isn't that ironic? Uh, Work the Republican base and hope for a Republican landslide. And that's what took place, and that's what put him over the top. Yeah. And so I think being scrutinizing, voters looking at the candidates, having more, going back to the days where we had more community debates and more and more civic meetings where we interviewed the candidates, is a very important step to take. And if candidates won't show up for these events, that should be very revealing to you. Right. So I think those are important lessons to learn as we go forward.
1: Without question, and it's fascinating that he obviously thought that no one was going to look into him and you know it's, exaggerated it's too, Joan, from
0: the Joan, beginning. It's, it's so true, and he's run twice for Congress. The local Republicans never looked into his background or validated his resume. The Democrat he ran against two years ago never did opposition research on him. And in fact, the Democrat won in a big Democratic year, didn't have to bother. And the only time there was any opposition research done was by the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee when I ran against him and we we didn't have the full story from the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee it's hard to imagine someone fictionalizing their entire life but there was enough there to sound the alarm and so um that's a very, but your point's very well taken uh, that there was not the scrutiny even by the local by the local political party by the local Republican party the Twenty ran for congress twice so that's why it's so important to have that public scrutiny of candidates
1: Without question, but how are the Republicans gonna deal with him now? There's a handful who would love to get rid of him, but it doesn't seem to be happening. Well, I
0: must tell you one of the one of the highlights and one of the good one of the good pieces of news emerging from this travesty is watching this incredible bipartisan coalition emerge in our congressional district in Nassau and Queens County in the borough of queens in nassau county we have rallies with two hundred people attending midday rallies attracting 200, 200 people at a time we have petitions being circulated by different organizations getting thousands of signatures There's a bipartisan coming together democrats and republicans alike standing up and saying we've got to protect the in- integrity of our democracy we've got to demand accountability not just of george santos and call for his expulsion but also holding the republicans accountable who will not call for his expulsion from Congress? With all the doc- all the crimes Santos has already acknowledged, and all the other crimes that have been revealed, and the frauds that have been acknowledged, and the lies that George Santos has actually told, with all that being said, um, there are still many Republicans in Congress who've refused to call for his ouster, really? and they are, in fact, the Republican leadership who've refused to step up. They're accomplices to his crimes, and they've got to be held accountable too.
1: Has this all been a turnoff for you? I mean, you who have-
0: i must tell you, Joan. We know each other for a long time. I've been a guest on your show for many years, and I've always taken such pride in our democratic process. It was the right. honor of my life to be the Democratic nominee for Congress, and this was quite a year. You know, they changed the district on us twice, awful, yeah. And then they moved the count. Cal- the primary was moved from June to the end of August, so we—they cut off the general election by two months. We had a total of ten weeks for the general election which was very tough. So this was an arduous year, plus changing the district from what was a Democratic-leaning seat to what was a, ultimately a seat that the Republicans won for governor on down in the landslide. So it was a tough year. But that being said, it was the honor of my, my life to run. I believe deeply in the role of our I believe deeply in our democracy. It's a, it's a passion of mine. It inspires me. And the role of Congress has never been more important Never been more important, both in terms of protecting our democracy, standing up for our rights as citizens, and most of all, being of service to our district. You know, people fail to realize it's not just the crimes that George Santos has committed that are are really scandalous. It's the fact that he's incapable of serving as a congressman. He's not on any committees. He literally is like running – he's like on the lam, as they say in the movies, like a fugitive from the law. No one ever – everyone ever sees him in the district. No one knows where he lives. Whenever he's in Washington, he's always running away from the press. And so as a result, I'm getting phone calls from constituents, um, people I know over the years, who ask me for help with issues pertaining to Social Security checks veterans assistance. And we sort of all are trying to pitch in, because of our, my background happy. in congressional affairs, to help mm-hmm. people, local villages who need infrastructure funds, town governments that need assistance. For road repair, you know, a member of Congress plays a very pivotal role in terms of bringing dollars back to our district to protect our property values, protect our water quality, protect protect our roads, infrastructure needs, and also plays a very pivotal role in standing up for citizens who don't have a voice. So members of Congress are pitching in to help the district. I'm pitching, and we're all doing our best to try to provide some sort of support for our constituents, our, our citizens in this district, because our congressman is totally checked out.
1: Right. And they're not getting rid of him or they talk it.
0: But I believe I believe he will be expelled. I think what's going to happen is when the indictments come down and there will be certainly indictments and already he's already acknowledged crimes, by the way. On top of that, it'll be too big for the Republicans to ignore. And at one point. There'll be enough Republicans in the House saying to Kevin McCarthy, this is unacceptable. I can't defend it anymore back in my district. And I believe as a result, they'll be either through the indictments that he'll face or through the political pressure uh, to remove him because of his crimes. I believe ultimately he will be expelled. He'll be removed from Congress, either through resignation or through expulsion.
1: Well, that's, that will be very interesting. If yeah, that it happens. really will
0: be. It takes two thirds of the House chamber to remove a member of Congress. Already one half, the Democrats, and I believe now 10 Republicans, have committed to his expulsion. So then it becomes a question of, of the rest of the Republicans, and I think it's building because every day there's another scandal breaking. Every day there's another crime being discovered. Uh, there's another lie being discovered. And for many of these Republicans, they don't want to go home to their district and have to defend why they're supporting George Santos. They want to talk about what they're doing in the district.
1: Of course. As always. Uh,
0: and I, that's why I think the pressure is going to build on them to ultimately remove them And I would say we should all be contacting our local members of Congress. To get all rid of your them. all of your listeners, if if your member of Congress is not demanded that this criminal and this fraudster be removed, call your member of Congress and make it clear. This is about making sure New York New York has a voice in Congress, which we don't have now, and making sure that we stand up for against public corruption. That's the first that's the first obligation of every public official, and we should demand that be done.
1: Well, without question, there's no reason that we have to accept this. And get the bottom of the
0: pot. That's exactly right.
1: Right, who despite lie after lie after lie says, eh, I'm still going on.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, look, he's finally, look, Santos finally has a job that gives him health insurance. He's not going to yeah. leave on his own. He's a sociopath. He has no shame.
1: Well, he but... swears that he's not going to leave at all. I well, thought I... that lying on the animal charity, you know how crazy yeah, animal course. people are in a I, good I'm way. the same
0: way. I'm the same way. But you're dealing with a person who has no shame. He's a sociopath. He's not going to resign. Uh, he's, he's never had a job before that paid him the, you know, pays him and gives him health care. But the public pressure will be the difference. So calling with upon all members this. Of Congress, calling on members of Congress like Nicole Maliotakis from Staten Island and Brooklyn, who has not called for George Santos' uh, removal from Congress, not called for his expulsion. She has an obligation to make sure New York has strong voices fighting for it right now. And we don't certainly with George Santos in Congress uh, and make and, and to the credit of other. There are many Republicans who've called for his expulsion and we have to call upon those Republicans like uh, Nicole Malliotakis to make sure they stand up and speak out, too. And they're because standing up to public corruption should be the first obligation of every public official
1: without question. So someone like you who has been involved politically, not running for office until now. Yeah but really believed in the American dream and all the possibilities. Is this not a turnoff that this has happened and seems to continue happening?
0: Look, I'm not going to kid you. It is sad and it is frustrating. And I, we did our very best to sound the alarm on him. In a, in a year where the governor's race and the issue of crime dominated the discussion, and the marquee races, of course, dominated the headlines, it's, it's certainly sad and frustrating, but, you know, all the more reason to stand up stronger. Our democracy faced worse challenges than George Santos. Our nation has faced worse challenges than George Santos. And we can't let an individual like that discourage us from participating, standing up for what we believe in, believing in our country and our institutions. And fortunately, we have a system in place where we can make the changes uh, to restore our democracy and restore our voice in Washington. We just have to – we have to have the courage and commitment to make sure that we make those changes. So that's what I'm committed to doing. I'm giving it my all uh, to make sure that he is removed from Congress. And it's not – because what we're facing right now, Joan, it's so much bigger than my dreams and aspirations. Right now it's about standing up to a crime that was committed in our congressional district, a fraud perpetrated on the voters. Everything about this individual proved to be a lie, his biography, his resume – He's acknowledged committing crimes. Um, It's all been documented, and there's more that's being revealed every day. So it's important. I'm I'm encouraged by seeing Democrats and Republicans come together with that commitment. You know, we can have our differences as Democrats and Republicans. That's healthy and good. But we should always be able to have confidence in the integrity of our public officials. And when they show themselves to be criminals and frauds, we have to demand that they be removed. And that's, that's my mission right now.
1: All right. And that makes us want to look behind some of the other candidates, because
0: let me tell you, who can you believe? Right. Well, you know something? It's imperative for all of us by supporting our local media. Do they have the capacity to investigate? And it's incumbent upon all of us as voters not to vote the party line, but look at our candidates. Make sure make sure that we know who we're voting for. I think that's going to be just don't believe the rhetoric. Look at the credentials. That's, I think, an important lesson from this experience. And most of all, to vote and stand up for a stand up for a democracy because we don't stand up for a democracy and don't participate. We in, open the door to more corruption. Well, so I think we can you, I think we can turn this around. And uh, it's, it's certainly the cause and mission of my life.
1: Right. Well, you've got a lot of courage and a lot of belief. And that's what we need. Robert Zimmerman.
0: Always great to be with you. Thank you. John. And
1: we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks. Good luck. Bye-bye. I'm Joan Hamburg. And you're listening to WABC, and that's, you're hearing the story behind the story.